Okay, so today's topic is Paul Pelosi was convicted of a DUI earlier this week. What does this mean? It's not meaningless, so I'll just read a few things here. Here's what we know. That Paul Pelosi has avoided more jail time as he pleads guilty to one count in a California DUI case. Let's pull on that thread. Paul Pelosi, husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, pleads guilty to DUI charge in California court. Paul Pelosi, a longtime husband of U.S. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, has pleaded guilty to driving under the influence after a May car accident that led to his arrest in Northern California. Pelosi, 82, has initially pleaded not guilty earlier this month before changing course and entering a guilty plea on Tuesday, according to online court records. The California businessman was sentenced to five days of confinement, though he will not serve any jail time. Two days were removed from the sentence for actual time he served after his arrest. Two additional days were removed for good conduct, and the remaining day is to be served in in the form of an eight-hour work program. In addition to this day of community service, Pelosi will be enrolled in a three-month drunk driving course and remain on probation for three years, the court records show. On May 28th, while trying to cross State Route 29, a 2021 Porsche belonging to Pelosi was hit by a northbound 2014 Jeep, according to CNN, which cited a California Highway Patrol collision report that said that there were no injuries and that the driver of the Jeep was not arrested. So it wasn't his fault. Not arrested. Okay. So a news release from the Napa County District Attorney's Office revealed that a blood sample was taken from Pelosi at the time of the accident, showed his blood alcohol level was 0.082%, exceeding the legal limit of 0.08% limit. Percent. Based on Pelosi's initial charges, he faces up to five years of proba- probation, a minimum of five days in jail, an installation of an ignition interlock device, and a completion of a court-ordered DUI class, as well as fines and fees if convicted. So that's it. That's the story. The guy got a conviction, served no actual time in jail. He served two days time served because he was in the system I guess. I guess they had him in jail for a little bit. Like 10 minutes. Before his elderly wife probably came to get him or someone in the family. That's not in this story but I'm I'm making a presumption. Someone had to come get him. And then uh, at a drunk tank. And then he finally pleaded guilty. So at least there was a conviction. He's on three years of probation. In California, which is, that's how they kind of get you in California. Everything you do is on perpetual watch. So they're just going to watch him. If he screws up, then there will be an additional sentence maybe handed down. Maybe he'll serve additional jail time in the event of this DUI, but it's supposed to be rehabilitative. 
that's my assessment of the thing. So he could have gotten no jail time. He could have gotten no conviction, which is what everybody was prognosticating, that the corrupt are infinitely powerful and allowed to discharge their misdeeds. I've also heard this, uh, this trope trotted out as the truth that people who get rich enough and have enough power and influence actually can do whatever they want and they're never accountable to anyone. And I, I don't believe that. I think that that's the dream of a psychopath. And so it shouldn't be an aspirational goal to gain shouldn't. I'm I'm shooting here, but I'm going to say it shouldn't be an aspirational goal of anyone to amass largesse and wealth to themselves so that they can commit say become the the pedophile king like Jeffrey Epstein and rape and discharge whomever they like you know it, as if they were some sort of king and that's that's not really the way it's supposed to be they're trying to create a world where there's no morality so the fact that there's a tolerance of corruption or presumed tolerance of corruption at the very top by the very rich you know it, it it's a presumptive alienation from morality uh, that that I don't think exists I mean I've been around some really rich people in my life and they're not necessarily like a moral people they're very responsible people in many cases um, they're trying to beat being convicted for being very rich uh, there's a story or kind of also another trope that you know you can be convicted of anything you can indict a ham sandwich you know there are five things that you're doing right now that can be you know convicted of a felony so I mean we're over we're an over litigious society but we are selectively enforcing the law in many cases there's there's this idea of unfairness if one is personally convicted because they're going through the trial themselves versus somebody else who we don't really know maybe the whole story maybe there is some injustice there so let's look at the perceiving the perception of injustice around say like Jeffrey Epstein so I'm just gonna read it you know for context I'm gonna read this story or a part of it this headline says grandpa hits daughters fiance who had pants down in front of a five-year-old Pennsylvania cop say this guy went away he obviously went away so this is a grandfather of a five-year-old girl who found his daughter's fiance with his pants down in front of the child the grandpa walked past a bedroom in the multifamily house and saw his granddaughter sitting on the lap of a 22 year old Aaron Kunigan his daughter's fiance on August 24th according to court documents obtained by McClatchy he thought it was weird but didn't want to think anything else a few minutes later the grandfather began to think the bedroom was too quiet and went in there to look he walked to in to find Kunigan in, in the corner of the bedroom with his pants down and genitals exposed in front of a five-year-old girl who also had her pants down and genitals exposed documents say the grandfather punched Kunigan yelled called the police Middletown Borough Police Department arrived at the apartment arrested Kunigan Kunigan later told police he felt numb during the incident. Victim mentioned that there were five prior incidents. Kunigan is facing charges of rape of a child, indecent assault, unlawful contact with a minor, corruption of minors, indecent exposure, according to the news release. 
He was arraigned. He was arraigned on August 24th and sent to Dauphine County Correctional Facility. When he could not post the $150,000 bail, his preliminary hearing is scheduled for September 7th. That's it. That's what happened to that guy for committing an act of pedophilia. He got caught by his family. Whereas Epstein <laughs> uh, died. He was suicided, presumptively. And what's in the Twitter news today is more from Ghislaine Maxwell. Everybody wants to know, so where's the rest of the pedophiles? Why isn't it making it rain justice for these pedophiles? Well, Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyers are suing her family for unpaid legal fees. Ghislaine! So let's pull this one up. It's from the Daily Caller. Colorado-based law firm Haddon Morgan and Foreman PC is suing Ghislaine Maxwell, whom the firm accuses of racking up $878,302 in unpaid legal fees. The convicted accomplice to Jeffrey Epstein is serving a 20-year prison sentence for involvement in the exploitation of teenage girls. Now, this is really important. She reportedly retained the law firm in 2015 to defend the case. She has, however, passed the financial responsibility for the legal bill to her brother Kevin according to the Daily News Ghislaine Maxwell sued by her lawyers over unpaid fees Jeff Rabinowitz so obviously they're not going to do more lawyering work they're not going to turn over any documents because the woman's lawyer team has not been paid they're supposed to defend her but there's kind of a limbo there isn't there so, it's an evergreen retainer of $100,000, but then repeatedly delayed payments, ignored correspondence, and promised to wire payments, which the law firm never received. So, Kevin Maxwell and Ghislaine's estranged husband, she had a husband, she was married, unbelievable. Scott Borgerson have also been named in the lawsuit and faced charges of intentionally obscuring her fortune in order to avoid the bill. You know, this is a person who's super, super duper rich, super, super duper immoral, and it just seems like everyone around her managed to, you know, turn blind eye, kind of facilitate. So there is, but that's not different from other forms of psychopathy. Like, there's always enablers in the universe of people who create these, these bubbles of immorality they allow this delusion to continue. So, you know, I'm not like a law enforcement or anything like that. I just happen to know that after being exposed to a few really bad people, you have to do things a certain way in order for that that bubble to pop. And then, you know, you, you can't go in alone because when the bubble pops and the truth becomes known, that is when they are the most dangerous. When I say dangerous, that's when they want to commit assault, when they, you know, when the, when the delusion is over, when it's clearly over, when you look upon them and see them in a poor light, that is when the outrage comes out. That's when they come on like a bear. They threaten you. They threaten to take everything that you own. They threaten to ruin you. So, the person in this this Gillian Maxwell's life, there's probably several of them who've been 
threatened, counter-threatened, you know, I'll, I'll find pictures, I'll manufacture evidence, I'll, I'll ruin you. That's the, that's the other one they use a lot. I'll ruin you if you come against me. It's really devilish. So, I think that Scott Borgerson probably is guilty of covering and or abating Gillian Maxwell, so he's on the run from everyone. He doesn't really want to be associated with Ghislaine, but he's not exactly a clean character. So I think we might see more from this strange hus husband down the line. Because he has a very strange woman in his life that has, <clears throat> at minimum, she was polyamorous. <laughs> polyamorous with uh, minor attracted persons. Or pedophiles, let's just say it, you know. I don't, I don't need to entertain that garbage, you know. Re-nomenclature, rebranding of pedophilia. Um, so I just wanted to mention it. Uh, so if anybody wants to come up and say something about the general atmosphere of people who should be in jail or, you know, the, these ultra-rich characters who maybe seem like they're impervious to morality or conviction you know there is hope out there I think that that justice is prevailing in some cases so here's Joshua what about Prince Andrew how much oh my god I forgot about him I forgot about Prince yeah. Andrew go ahead no that was like I think you got it was only 500,000 okay is he still yeah, he's a, a royal did he get his crown taken away? Um, I don't think his title was taken away, but he's definitely kind of in that that kind of twilight of shame. <laughs> so he's he's being taken off the tuna camp. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what his relationship is like with his children either. I've always wondered about that. Do you have any idea um, what his? Because he had two children with the Duchess. I I, I would assume that's kind of strained. Um. Uh, but I mean, I'm not going to speculate. Uh, Two that. daughters, I, right? So when I first got into security, I worked for a security company, and we had a CEO that got in trouble with his 14 year old stepdaughter. It was completely swept under the rug. I just loved that. Like he resigned, and there was the letter, but then it came out later that he was like in the California sex offender registry. For oh, daughter. So I mean, it's kind of like. I mean, if you get to a certain level of, like, the PR is so bad that your government your, and your HR is like, uh, well, we don't want the stock price to go down. So let's just keep hmm. it quiet enough so we can sweep it under the rug. I mean, that's just, I think, kind of the, the narcissism that we function in now. Like, if, if it's going to erode stock price or something like that, we just take a different approach to it. If it's going to erode, you know, power dynamics, um, you know, then it's swept under the rug. Uh, you brought this. Well, I mean, what do, you, what do you think about this? I mean, you're in the security field. Like, you're a really great. No, person. I am no longer. I mean, no, I can. That that career is finished. Like, they are not predictive. Like, predictive analytics, though, from based on your experience. So, the CIA was con, had about 10, 10 people in their employment that were found by the OIG to have been. Having unlawful sexual contact with very minor children, they were pedophiles. 
found pedophiles. <laughs> now, people had been saying for years, just there's pedophilia in the CIA, there's pedophilia in the CIA, but, you know, just kind of flags but no proof. Well, Jason Leopold pulled down some, some suspicious activity reports, and then there was an OIG report, and then blah, 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 there's at least 10, 10 people in the employ of the CIA, which is not a contractor firm, but there was one contractor that was hauled in for questioning, and these are slippery people, terrible slippery people, because they, it was like the one guy was out on, I guess, field duty, and his terminal was being used by somebody who had a lot of pornographic images. They were using his computer, but they didn't know who used the computer. So that's the kind of stuff you'll see. In, in the public. Well, yeah, they absolutely know how to also say that they were framed because they framed people. Right? Um, that that was placed on there that, you know, I must have been compromised and picked up on the link. Like, I mean, these are. Yeah, I mean, these are. I mean, psychopaths gravitate towards places where they can be psychopaths, like the Catholic Church. Well, I mean, you heard about Joe right. Rogan, right? Joe Rogan made oh, a, whoa, whoa. A, a... Go ahead. A gaffe? Uh, uh, no, no, he made yeah, a claim. I want you to finish said, before... Go ahead. He made a claim that, you know, it was, it was something that made news that he said that blah, 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 the, the Vatican is a harbor for pedophiles and, and you know, and bank criminals or something like that. But he, he did in, implicate that, that that's where they're hiding. Like, if he went in there... You find all the pedophiles. Uh, I don't. And, and that yeah, was I don't think it's, it's quite that simple. I, well, I'm sorry that Joe Rogan <laughs> is making up the fucking. Um, well, that that's but, that's like a little boy yeah. hit and run, like, <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying. Uh, yes. Like, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna I be do. a crazy muppet and say this, and then run away, and then everybody's gonna talk about it. Yeah, I think when you have that many. Um, sheeple, oh, I mean followers. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and you're a celebrity influencer and a culture of toxic celebrityism and narcissism. Like, th that's fucking fantastic. Uh, I hope that <laughs> a lot of commercials and ad revenue flows to him because uh, he is a thought leader. Uh, a thought leader. That is sarcasm. Uh, so, uh, but. Uh, I have uh, I've exhausted myself uh, already this week, so uh, I don't have much patience. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think that there's more justice happening that we were we were aware of. I'm, I've certainly discovered more as time has gone on. Um, some emerging news that didn't get out in previous previously this week. Let me just go to my Twitter feed here. If anybody listens to this show retroactively, I just want you to know that um, that you can go to our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash sanctioned, S-A-N-C-T-I-O-N-E-D-U-N. So it's sanctioned un rather than unsanctioned, but it's sanctioned un. And that's, that's what Twitter did. They did it. I didn't do it. So I'm going to my profile. And so... We've got Martin Kuldorf. So, 
Twitter had censored the framed epidemiologist Martin Kuldor for trying to track him down. And he was he was kicked off of Twitter for saying this. No, thinking that everyone must be vaccinated is as scientifically flawed as thinking that nobody should. COVID vaccines are important for older, high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. And for this, he was excommunicated from Twitter. For this, he was also excommunicated from Harvard. And now they must go eat their big crow pie because... I don't know if he's getting his job back. I don't know if he's trying to, you know, I'm trying to track him down and see if he'll talk to us about the, any of this or just send us a written statement. Um, there's Evan Greer over at Fight for the Future. Good activist. And he says, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The surveillance selling ambulance chasers who show up after every tragedy to hawk this invasive and effective spy tech in schools are among the worst humans on earth. And so there's there's a news headline here from Joseph Cox, COX. New thousands of emails obtained by motherboard show gun detecting AI scanners in schools are causing chaos, mistaking everyday items for guns, failing to detect handguns, tri- triggering false alarms on almost every child. A cluster said a principal and. Yeah, the one that they put in Uvalde actually has a microphone attached to the camera. So this is not over. So Ted Cruz managed to urge the federal government to sanction the vice president of Argentina for being an inhumane weirdo and autocrat. I'm like, you go, Ted Cruz. Are there is there anyone else like Justin Trudeau you want to drag into that? That title territory. Um, <clears throat> so, and then there's this other headline or quip. Says, if you've ever wondered whether you would have complied during 1930s Germany, now you know. This was the week to discover that. So, those that in their fear sought to force an experimental gene therapy erroneously called a vaccine into people's bodies against their will through various means of coercion are guilty of crimes against humanity under international law and Nuremberg Code regardless of COVID facts so Nuremberg Code was trending and so the Nuremberg Code is the principles of voluntary consent scientific studies prior knowledge injury and suffering protection qualified researchers like Martin Kuldorf, who was thrown in the trash. Freedom to withdraw. You said, nope, nope, don't want to be a part of this. Don't want to be a part of this experiment anymore. I, I'd like to leave. Termination of study. And then, where were the results? So, and then I've, I've managed to mine this one from Jason Leopold, whom I lost track of over the years, but he's he's kind of like a FOIA guy. He's a big FOIA guy. <sighs> so there was a big, massive global financial investigation at BuzzFeed News. And this is probably old news for people who actually tracked this story. But there were secret documents that showed how criminals use dirty money. It's money that funds terror networks, 
bloody wars and human trafficking all laundered clean the banks don't stop the money and the government doesn't stop the banks so this is the FinCEN files under Jason Leopold and these were thousands of secret suspicious activity reports offering a never-before-seen picture of corruption and complicity and how the government lets it flourish so in there in the mix is some record of what El Chapo did and once it went through Vancouver there was some left to actually kinda get laundered through HSBC oh yes it did so there was a legit arm and then there was a not such so legit arm so it was part Canada but not all Canada just part of it and then the rest of it went through HSBC so which is the Hong Kong bank you know mm. so I'll just read this one headline or this one graph a huge trove of secret government documents reveals for the first time how the giants of Western banking mo moved trillions of dollars in suspicious transactions enriching themselves and their shareholders while facilitating the work of terrorists kleptocrats which apparently is something you just can't say in certain company and drug kingpins so I'm gonna say kleptocrat four more times kleptocrat 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 okay everybody get happy so there are weren't you, on, weren't you on a call where somebody told you to calm down <laughs> it might have been Naomi Wolf actually she's like oh my god well, well she just no, told me she... blue breast milk came out of the nipples and I'm like oh my god that's horrifying it was go ahead yeah, well she might have also but I was I was on uh, I was in a a call the other day and you got on and the guy and you you said you were calm in what you said and he kind of congratulated you on being calm and uh, because I guess the last time you had been on that call you had been less than calm uh, did you say kleptocrat four times on his call because you know <laughs> that might have been the thing because I think you and I are the only ones that say kleptocrat more than uh, like like that is that and th that's all I can think about now that's yeah, all I it's, see. it just it's seems to be the very thing that you you can't say right now because it implicates people in actual um, government condoned robbery of the people, and I guess there are some people who feel kind of sensitive about that. They they feel kind of guilty. They're like, no, well, it's, crosses it's borders. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I just wonder, was Paul Pelosi, was he, is he the son of Nancy? No, he's he not. He's the 82-year-old husband. Oh, I wonder if he was running away from putting pig's blood on her door. Maybe he was running away from the fact that his NVIDIA stock was discovered. And he got really drunk. It's like, oh, no, I know I'm insider trading. Ah, Chardonnay. <laughs> That's what He's I think happened. He, that definitely sounds, that sounds like a white claw drinker, not a Chardonnay drinker. Really? Okay, the no, white I'm being sarcastic. No, it's, I, I, it's I, definitely a, a Chardonnay. Probably like a $450 bottle of Chardonnay. Well, he did mention, like, when he was arrested, that it was white. It was a white wine. Well, I mean, I, yeah. white wine will get you, not, it'll get you schnockered. <laughs> <laughs> 
At least you well, get it's only, point, point eight, point eight two is like drunk. <laughs> he's eighty two driving a two thousand and twenty one Porsche. Like Why he's am had I like a forty. Sorry for this guy, he he didn't. Yeah, he had a, he's had a forty year midlife crisis, and now his wife and her testosterone is just dominating Taiwan. I mean, I, I can't Dominate. imagine the dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you do you mind if I put you up in speaker Let's so we can yeah. take? Yeah, well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna make you a speaker. As long as Snarf won't fucking abuse us. Okay, so uh, make next caller. Go ahead, Josh. Open your mic. See now you can speak, and and Shardall can speak also. Hey, Shardall. So I, so I just wanted to say, um. Paul Pelosi should be absolutely embarrassed. He should be absolutely ashamed of what he did. He shouldn't like. He shouldn't have done this. And I think this was a stunt. He pulled off a big stunt uh, when he got convicted of a DUI. I think like he should have. I think these people should be like people should when they do these people should be arrested for these things because you know he was uh, he was arrested like, and he did get a conviction. It wasn't. It was kind of light, but he was convicted. He's got three years probation. That's like, so people, you shouldn't drive under the influence. Everybody says that people. These are the crazy. The, there's crazy people in the world that I I don't want to talk about. But they just like you know you're not supposed to drink when when you drink and drive. And some people just want to drink, get behind the wheel and drive, even though they know that it's gonna you know cost them their life. You know they don't really they don't really they don't they don't care they don't care about that. You know, and yeah. I just those people are the people that I don't agree with because like you're not supposed to get behind a vehicle but when you've had a lot of a lot to drink and you know that's why there's a law against it Chardall and and I totally agree with and, you uh, there's somebody I, me, in my household who who definitely lost a, a good high school friend because uh, they were in an accident at, with a drunk driver so there's lots of people with stories like that and that's why it's illegal and, and for me I tried to tell many of my friends that you should never drink and drive because I'm 26 myself. I'm 26 years old myself. And I try and tell myself that when I drink, I never, you know, I never drive. I, I you know, I sign because there's places where you could sign yourself as a, as a, um, what is that driver? Like, it's like some a designated driver. Oh, designated driver. I was trying to yeah, think. Yeah, designated I driver. I could, That's right. I couldn't think of the word. It wasn't coming to my coming to me, but it finally came to me. I was thinking about that. So you could sign up to be a designated driver. Um, so that means if your friend has something, or to drink, you can call call a taxi, or you can call an Uber if you use Uber. You, you can get a ride. But I just or but, call but Ted people, Kennedy unless you're his secretary. No, but some people no. don't. Not, <laughs> no, Joshua. <laughs> no, Joshua. Hey, some hey, some people some people don't even want to call an Uber. Uh, like some people, like I, many of my friends are very, uh, they're very, uh, like they know, like when they had something to drink, they call Uber. But but some some people say like, hey, we just had one drink. It's, it's gonna it's gonna like take effect in one hour. If you had one drink, it's gonna take effect in one hour. You'll be able to drive. And like, how do you know about that? Like, how do you know how long that? Dr- that alcoholic beverage is going to get consumed in your in a, um, like process in your system. You know what? I I don't I can't say it's different for everybody. 
but but because I think you got, people, the princi- you got the principle right. Shardall, um, I mean, we're out of time here. Um, I just want to thank you for joining the program. We're a little bit over. Um, I just want to say that you know we're going to be on here tomorrow. Uh, check the calendar. I think it's going to be six fifteen, but it's on Saturday. We're going to do our AI program. You're invited if you want to come by. Um, it's but great. This it's has... great that um, I was Go able ahead. to join you on on this show. And um, if you do another call-in show, just uh, um, I would love to join. Uh, I love to talk. I love talking about. Um, I know um, I'm not a pol. I know I don't like talking about politics, but. Um, you need to be aware of political um, issues. Okay. Like, well, we talk about a lot of politics on this show. We, we do a lot of expose stuff on, on the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast, but mostly it's about yeah. people who've been cut off, you know, that their mics have been cinched and, you know, they're not able to speak like they used to. They're not as free as they used to because there's, a, there's one group fighting to sanction them over another. So you're welcome to be here and talk as you have today. We'll be here tomorrow sometime in the afternoon. Check your listings. And thank you for joining the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Okay. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call-In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.